Hey guys, it is Ava, and welcome back to my second Big Brother Season 22 All-Stars Spotlight episode, and I am talking about week one of BB22. This would be last Sunday's episode, and then Wednesday, Thursday, the live eviction. Today is the following Sunday, but I have not seen Sunday's episode. It's still in the morning, and I don't watch live feeds, so I don't know any of the spoilers. I, actually, I think I did hear a spoiler, but I, I will not say it. I, I don't like the spoilers. But I'm going to be talking about the last week of Big Brother that has all been aired. So if you don't want any spoilers, I suggest you leave now and watch Big Brother and then come back. But if you've already watched and you want to hear my thoughts about it, let's get into it. So I just want to say, first of all, that I feel like this first week was pretty boring. Like, I feel like not a lot happened. We didn't get a lot of, like, conniving, I guess. Like, I don't know if that's the best way to say it. But I just felt like the people who were on the block were just kind of like, meh what's my luck and like didn't really do anything about it and no one was really like pleading their case to stay so I feel like like there was no drama surrounding the eviction and like usually the first eviction is kind of like whatever but I just felt like there was not much going on this week but I'm going to talk about what I did notice and then we'll be on our way this will probably be pretty short because like I said I feel like not a lot happened so I don't know how much I'll actually have to talk about but let's start off with last Sunday's episode. We left off when Julie left left them day one and was like, expect the unexpected. And then everybody got up and went about their business. So I, I like finally we got to see some interaction and some gameplay alliances starting to form. Like I said, I didn't feel like there was much of that this week. I didn't feel like we got to actually see people making making waves at all everybody I feel like since it's an all-star season everybody was kind of like I do not want to make any waves I don't want to I want to lay low that would I mean that would be my strategy if I played big brother I'm gonna lay under the radar for as long as possible just like kind of be working behind the scenes and I feel like so many people were like I'm gonna work behind the scenes and lay low that the game was just kind of like at a crawl like I think of last season of Survivor the first like many vote outs nobody wanted to say a name nobody was like oh I think we should vote out so and so because they did they didn't want to be the person to bring up a name and I kind of feel like this is what was happening here nobody wanted to even once we got the nominees nobody wanted to say a name they were like honestly I don't know I feel like for like three days we didn't actually know the house didn't know who they were gonna vote out they were like well I'm just gonna go with what Cody thinks but Cody was like what does the house think and everybody was like I don't know what do you think it was kind of that thing where we're like, <laughs> like I always think if you're like a couple and you're going to dinner and you're like, where do you want to go to dinner? I don't know. Where do you want to go to dinner? And then you just back, bounce back and forth. Where do you want to go to dinner for half an hour? I feel like that was, who do we want to vote out for a half an hour? So that's kind of how I felt like the game started. But the, the exciting moment I think on Sunday was we found out more about the safety suite. We found out that you get like a pass for the first three weeks. The safety suite is like a thing and you get a pass that you can only like use it one time. And then it's a competition, and if you win the competition, you're safe for the week, and you also get to, like, bring someone else with you to be safe, but that person has a punishment. So, from the beginning, Cody was thinking, even though, like, no one wanted to say anything, Cody was like, I think I'm gonna put up Kesar. I think it's Kesar, actually. I think I've been saying it wrong, so my apologies if I'm saying it wrong. I think it's Kesar. He was like, I'm gonna put up Kesar and Janelle, because they're both really strong competition beasts, they're both really strong players, they play together, they might have, you know, like... Uh, an old alliance, which I think, I like I said, I think I said last episode came into play more than I thought it would. I didn't think that the pre-existing relationships and alliances were going to 
be such a big deal right off the bat. Like that's usually a survivor thing, but I think I think they are going to play a big role in this season. People knowing each other from past seasons, people knowing each other from just being friends outside of the game, meeting each other at reality TV charity events, all that kind of stuff. So Cody was like, I think I'm going to put up Kaser and Janelle because I don't know. I don't have anybody else to put up and they're strong and I think the house would go with it. So that was his plan, which he apparently was a terrible liar in talking to Kaser and Janelle and they were both like, oh no, we are in trouble. Like he is putting us up. They, they could tell right away. So the safety suite came along and you get like 60 minutes to swipe your card or whatever to play the game and no one was doing it. No one was doing it. People were like, I don't know, should I do it? It's another thing, like I said, with the dinner. I don't know. Are you going to do it? I don't know. That was like the I don't know thing, which I feel like is the theme of this first week. Everyone was like, I don't know what I'm doing. What are you doing? So no one was doing it. And then Kaser and Janelle were like, okay, we're going to be put on the block. If no one else is going, we'd better go. So they did it. They both swiped. And the competition was really fun. It was like this DJ thing. It was like a riff off of what was it? Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And it was like, like a produced version of it. And you had to like, it's like that that Simon game where you have to press the buttons in like the correct order but it was like more complicated than that because it was a song and you had to put the song together. I actually really liked the competition. I thought it was fun to watch and Kaser kicked Janelle's butt. He won. However, he took Janelle with him into safety so they both became safe which I'm really happy about. I really like Janelle and I think Kaser comes off a little arrogant to me just in the first week. That's something I've noticed. I didn't watch his first season so I don't actually know if he's like genuinely arrogant that's just how he came off to me as he was like they're trying to put me up but like I'm better than that kind of thing and so he annoys me a little bit but I really like Janelle so I'm glad he took Janelle and I can see them working pretty well together they're both really really smart people and I think that that they could make it to the end if they play their cards right especially being that they escaped this first week I think the first week is everything if you can get your footing after the first week you have a chance so I think they have a genuine chance also Janelle had to wear the BB All-Star star mascot. I love it. It's so funny. It's like this giant yellow star and it lights up and it's like she kept running into things and like knocking glasses off of tables because this star is so like cumbersome to walk around with. I just thought it was hilarious like the whole week. I'm like, oh, there's Janelle and her giant star. It Like, I don't know. I thought it was funny. But I really think that the safety suite played out well for Kaser and Janelle this week. They were definitely in trouble. Cody was definitely going to put them up and I think that either one of them could have won veto but I think that whoever didn't win veto was going home for sure. I think that was the uh, Cody's target but that backfired so Cody was like oh no we have to put up someone else. He's like what am I going to do so he just started like talking to I think he made he made quite a few alliances. He was working with Tyler. He was working with Nicole F, which I actually really like to see Nicole F working with Cody. I think they could be a power couple. Cody was working with Memphis and Enzo, and he ended up deciding he was going to put up Kevin and Keisha, which I think he just was like, I don't know anything about these two people, and they don't seem like they have an alliance, so I'm going to put them up. My phone is ringing. Let me go answer that, and I will come right back. Okay, I am back, but we're having, like, a cell phone issue in my household right now, and so my mom is, like, at the Verizon store telling me to, like, text my dad, and she doesn't have a phone right now because her phone's broken, so I might get interrupted again, but I just had to go back and listen to the last 10 seconds of what I was saying, and I was talking about why I think Cody put up Keisha and Kevin, because he really had no other options, and he was like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything about these people, I don't think anyone knows anything about these people so I don't think I'm gonna like make anyone else mad and he also he talked to Kevin 
and he Kevin was like I guess I'll work with you if like I don't go home so I think the one that was a very very smart move on Kevin's part if you're on the block and the person putting you up says I'll work with you if you get down you you agree even if he has no intention of working with Cody you're like yes I will for sure protect you in the future just to get yourself safe and then after that you're safe so might as well put up Cody like that's how I feel like Kev- I don't think Kevin was thinking that way I think Kevin was genuinely like yeah I'll work with you but just words of the wise like if you have to play big brother like just be like yes I will work with you even if you won't because that that can get you off the block and I think that's really important okay hold on I gotta stop one more time okay I'm really really hoping I don't get stopped again but I probably will so this is gonna be like super choppy for some reason but I really want to get this film because I have so much so many other things to get done today so I'm like trying to get this filmed while I can but like we're having a crisis with the phones like I mentioned earlier anyway so I feel like I'm talking really fast now trying to get it out Cody put up Keisha and Kevin we just discussed that in his nomination speech he was like yeah nothing personal like I don't think they took it personally I feel kind of bad for Kevin because he felt like I feel like he was genuinely like upset that he was like on the bottom or like didn't have an alliance or whatever like he I don't know he seemed like he felt like he was being like bullied almost which I think I felt bad for him but I think he was a daylight and a dollar short with that like I really want to be friends with you Cody like right before the nomination like Daylight and a dollar short, my friend. Like, he waited too long to make an alliance. He should have been on that more. And I think that's honestly what got him in trouble was he was just, like, too slow. Like, things were not happening fast enough. And so that is what happened on Sunday's episode. Now, I just kind of, I watched Wednesday and Thursday's episode, like, pretty quickly back to back. So I don't really have, like, them separated in my mind. So this is just, like, the rest of the week. First of all, I'm going to talk about the power of veto. Also, first of all, said first of all a lot of times Kevin gets house guest choice and he picks Enzo which I have no no idea why he did that like I feel like that was so he does pick Enzo right he picks I'm pretty sure it was Enzo but he picks someone that doesn't make any sense like who's clearly aligned with Cody like I have no idea why he made that decision like honestly in my opinion that that made no sense like why wouldn't he pick someone like Janelle or Kaser who like at least, like, I knew they were on the side of Keisha, but who at least, like, would give him a chance, you know, or could even take Keisha off the block and put a bigger threat up next to Kevin. I mean, Kevin ended up being fine, spoiler alert. However, I think that would have been smart. I think, I don't understand why he picked Enzo. It made no sense to me. He was, like, sitting in the bathroom trying to convince people, like, to play for him and how, if he gets house guest choice, which you know they set it up where they showed us all that because he actually <laughs> picked house guest choice because this w- episode wasn't live. And so, I don't know, I just felt like he could have been smarter about that, and maybe, like I said, I feel like he's a daylight and a dollar short with a lot of stuff he does. He could have been more, like, diligent about getting someone to play with him, to, like, work with him. He was just, I feel like he was just kind of, like, meh about the whole thing. He needed more, like, gusto to get something to happen. I feel like he didn't have enough drive in this moment to, like, actually make anything happen. And, I don't know, I like Kevin, but I feel like he was just kind of, like, like, cruising like riding the wave and not like oh my goodness I'm on the block I need to get off the block I need to get people back me I need to get the votes like he was just kind of like whatever happens happens which I feel like like it worked for him I guess that could have been his strategy but I also feel like he didn't have a strategy and he was just like well whatever so Enzo whom Kevin picked won said power of veto which the competition was actually kind of funny to watch. They were on, like, these giant bananas, and they had to, like, rock back and forth to get, like, 20, like, rocks or whatever, and then they had to run and stack a bunch of, like, I don't even know what they were made out of, like, plastic or, like, wood kind of play um, 
fruit things, fruits and vegetables, like you would play with as a kid, the, the, the you know, the, like, little, why can't I explain this very well? Like, if you watch the episode, you know what I'm talking about. But it's, like, a little wood fruit cutout. It's, like, one of those things that used to have, like, felt on the back. And you could, like, stick it to something and you'd have, like, fruit hanging there. Like, that's what I pictured in my head. But anyways, they had to stack those. And whoever, like, got the most stacked in 30 minutes without letting their, like, 20 ticks go down or whatever. Like, it's a pretty classic Big Brother challenge. They just added the, the banana, which I thought was hilarious. And when... I don't know if it was Enzo they like slowed it down as he was like rocking and like put like funny music behind it I thought that was hilarious anyway Enzo wins the power of veto there was talk of taking Kevin off and putting up Ian because they thought that Ian and Nicole F were getting too close which they did have an alliance but I believe Nicole said her allegiance was still to Cody but I feel like Nicole's getting into a lot of alliances which is fine by me Nicole's my winner pick I love Nicole so I mean let's go with Nicole, woot woot, but, um, they were, there was talk of taking off Kevin and putting Ian up, because they thought Ian is a big threat, and so I, I actually really like Ian and Nicole working together, and I'm really glad that they didn't take off Kevin and put up Ian, because Ian would have definitely gone home, he's a way bigger threat than Keisha, like, Keisha's easy to beat, but, they did not do that because they thought way too early in the game like we can't make these many waves which is like what I said earlier is no one wanted to like be the first one to make a wave no one wanted to be the first one to do anything so I feel like that's why they didn't do it anyway also I want to touch on the fact that Ian mentioned that he's on the autism spectrum and I could kind of tell like there was something about him I mean I want to work with autistic kids when I'm older and my baby cousin has autism so I mean I guess he's not a baby anymore he's like six but, um, so I like, I'm really passionate about helping kids with autism and I've done a lot of research on it because of my cousin and because of what I want to do with my work. So I think I could kind of tell just because I've done a lot of research about it, but I really love that he's on the show. He's positive representation. He's showing that it doesn't matter like what you're labeled as, so to speak, that, that you can do it. And I'm really like happy that he talked about that because I think that positive representation is really, really important for kids on the spectrum to see that someone can go on a show like a social game like Big Brother and win and do it again. Like, I think that's just really important. So I wanted to touch on that. I think that's super awesome. And the next thing I wanted to touch on was the original alliance that started to form, which because I don't watch live feeds, I have no idea. I feel like the alliance could already be completely blown up because that's how I feel like Big Brother is. It's like you make an alliance and it lasts for like three seconds and then they're like, nah, dog, which if again, if I was on Big Brother, you stick with the alliance. Like I never understand. It never behooves someone to be like, you know what? I don't actually like this alliance. And then they like flip. It usually doesn't help. Like that's usually not a good idea. I'm like, stick with the alliance you made. Anyways, the alliance that formed was, like, the, the six people was Memphis, Tyler, and Cody, and then Nicole, F, Danny, and Christmas, which I'm, like, so down with that alliance. Like, I really like all those people. Memphis annoys me a little bit, but other than that, Enzo annoys me even more than Memphis. He always has, like, sunglasses on and, like, his hood up over his head and, like, cinched. Like, he looks like the Unabomber or something. It's really funny. My best friend and I, who I sh- shouted out in, like, almost every episode, were FaceTiming the other day, and we were both doing our Enzo impressions with sunglasses and hoods and it was so funny because I just feel like he always looks like that and he, the only thing he ever says is like I'm down with that that's money like he doesn't actually say anything like intelligent that's all he says he's like I feel like he is an intelligent person he's just his personality is like I'm down with that yeah that sounds good like that's all he says it makes me laugh every time hold on one second phone is ringing again I made it through seven minutes 
I am back. Hopefully that was the last interruption. Also, I just listened back to that last clip and you could so hear the phone ringing, which I think is absolutely hilarious. I'm recording this on my iPhone, but that was our home phone. I know we are archaic. We still have a home phone, but I guess it's working out right now because my mom's cell phone is like broken. I don't know what the problem is. She's an iPhone 7. It's 2020. Like her, her phone is like five years old. So that is probably why it's like completely not working. But anyway, I was talking about Enzo and then I was talking about the Power Alliance. I really am glad about that power alliance. I think it could be really good. I'm going to try and finish this up because A, this is getting long and B, I've had 73 interruptions. So anyway, that's, I talked about that. I'm reading through my notes. Okay. I still feel bad for Kevin. He'm like, I feel like he's like really sad that he doesn't have an alliance and he's not like in the in group, but he needs to like calm it down and like get himself together to be like I need to push forward and get in an alliance I feel like instead of like making stuff happen he's like wow this really sucks like oh shucks he's not like all right this sucks I need to get up and make this happen like I feel like he's being a little too passive about the situation and that's where he's getting into trouble so I don't know like I feel bad for him but I feel like he needs to like make things happen instead of just sitting back and being like wow this is so sad I'm so depressed like that's not helpful also on that same vein Keisha did not fight for it like she had Janelle and Kaser but she didn't push for it she was not like yeah like I want to stay like let's get my numbers like she tried for like three seconds like that's what they showed but honestly like she had no gusto I feel like she really wasn't trying and that's where she like got into trouble like she had Janelle and Kaser if she could have just been like hey guys like I really want to stay like let's work on this like let's make a power alliance let's like the, the other alliance was six people like they could have put the rest of the house together and they would have so had numbers like I don't know why they she didn't push for it and I feel like then Janelle and Kaser were like well she doesn't really care and like we're not going to go against the house because that would like bite us in the back is that even the bite us in the back that's not even the I don't know what the shoot us in the foot I don't know I can't think of this thing whatever that would like not behoove them to go against the house this early in the game so they were like whatever we're just gonna vote for Keisha and Keisha went home with all the votes against her which like she didn't fight for it so I'm not surprised that she went home like I was kind of sad because I I kind of wanted to see Keisha play and Kevin was getting on my nerves a little bit but I'm also excited to see Kevin play and I didn't know much about Keisha so I'm not that upset I do want to go back though I had Keisha making it hold on why can't I find it I had Keisha making it all the way to number nine so I had her like early jury vote out so I was very wrong I also had Ian going out first which I do not think Ian will go out anytime soon, so I kind of want to rearrange my list, but that, like what I said in my last episode is my OG list, and I'm not going to change it. However, I had Ian going out first because I didn't know anything about him. I had Kevin going out second, so like, you know, I'm a little bit on vain there, but I had Keisha making it way further. I thought she would just fly under the radar for a long time, which she was trying to do, and then she just got like kicked out because she wasn't doing anything, but I feel like I was very wrong about Ian, first of all, because I really like Ian now, and I'm so rooting for Ian and Nicole to make it to final two together. I think that would be so awesome. But yeah, I cannot believe I had Keisha going so far. And then the last part of Thursday's night episode, ep- Thursday night's episode, wow, talking is difficult, is the HOH competition, which I was reading on Instagram, like people talking about the competition. Nobody liked it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought the, like, video call where, like, I guess it was, like, the same person doing all four parts. Like, it was stupid, but I thought it was hilarious. Like, I really enjoyed that competition, and everyone was like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But, like, I thought it was funny. So, I don't know, maybe I'm on, like, the wrong side of the numbers there, but I, like, genuinely liked that competition. So, I don't know. I was a fan. 
Anyway, Memphis won HOH, and I also, side note, think I would be very good at those competitions because I have like a, well, I have a photographic long-term memory, which probably wouldn't help there, but I do have a pretty good memory, so I don't know. I think it would be kind of decent, but Memphis won HOH, and I think that we will have a very similar week to the week we had last week, and since not much happened, that's really all I have got for y'all. But like I said, Memphis won HOH, and I think he will do something very similar to Cody. He will put up two very safe people, and I wonder how that will go. I mean, we still have nominations tonight, Veto Wednesday, Eviction Thursday. So stay tuned for week two's episode. I have no idea when it will be out. I might have to start looping weeks together. I start school tomorrow. I still have summer work to do and 20 pages of a book and tutoring for my ACT in an hour and a half. So I have my work cut out for me this last day before we go back to school, but I am half online and half in person, so I feel like that online will be less work, and that will give me time to record and talk about my podcast for you guys, but I will have, I think my next episode up should be a four-segment episode, but if I can't get that one up before the next Big Brother episode, you might have two Big Brother episodes back-to-back, I'm not really sure, But thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever you are listening to this. And follow my podcast Instagram on nyatv underscore junkie pod. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you very, very soon. Very, very soon. Bye.